Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Body Green's beauty podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and a Mind Body Green's beauty director, Alexandra Engler. On this podcast, we explore beauty through the lens of well being. Thank you so much for joining me today. And on today's episode, we are having our New Year's app. Welcome to 2024, people. I am very excited about this year. I feel like it's going to be a really fun one, really exciting one, a lot of innovations happening. A lot of great things happened in 2023 and can't wait to see what unfolds this year. Anyway, to get into all of this, I am having on my fabulous co-host. You know her, you love her, you see her content on the site, and you've heard her on this podcast before. Mind Body Greens beauty editor, Jamie Schneider. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so wild. I feel like we were just talking about 2023 trends and here we are. I know. I feel like the last year wrap up and New Year prediction episode, I feel like that was like just a blink ago. And man, this year went by fast, but it was a good year and there was a lot of really great things in it. And in the spirit of that, let's chat about what we loved about it, what we learned in 2023, because we want to take the best of last year and bring it ahead with us. So Jamie, my question for you, what is the best piece of advice you were given in 2023. So this piece of advice, it sounds really superficial, but it's honestly the first thing that I thought of when I was given this question. Lisa Goodman, she is amazing. I loved her podcast episode with you and she gave such good advice for our well-being forecast and has really just informed the way that we both write stories. This is in no way the best piece of advice I received from her. That being said, it is super practical. And I've been using it ever since she told me about it. Basically, I went to see her for a laser treatment when she was in town. And she gave me this vibrating face massager, one of those like wands that has like a vibrating head to reduce puffiness and whatnot. So she gave me one of those to place on my collarbone while she was doing the laser. And she said that the sensation of the vibration disrupts the nerve receptors that would otherwise be activated from the prickling feeling of the laser. And it totally worked. It absolutely blew my mind. I actually took it off of my collarbone just to see how the sensations would compare. And the laser, it hurt so much more when I didn't have the face massager on my collarbone than when I put it on. And she actually gave it to me. She had one in her office and I brought it with me to other treatments. And now I call it my emotional support treatment wand. It totally worked. I recommend if you have any treatments on the docket this year, bring just one of those vibrating facial wands. It it really works with pain management. I'm blown away right now. It's so fascinating. I also feel like that is a very MBG-esque tip, right? Because you're talking about it's just tapping into the nerve endings. It's using holistic support for pain management. I I really do actually think that's like a brilliant MBG-esque sort of beauty tip, beauty hack. Yeah. No numbing cream. There's no like crazy technology. It's literally just the vibration disrupting your natural nerve receptors. It's pretty cool. Yes. Really fascinating. Okay. So mine... I interviewed this holistic nutritionist, Jennifer Hanway, recently for an article that I did on the resurgence of interest in protein from a beauty perspective. 
we know broadly in the health space, people are really interested in protein intake right now, which is great. And I'm also seeing it trickle into the beauty space. And I'm seeing a lot more derms talk about it. I'm seeing a lot more estheticians talk about it. And so I digged into why. And one of the people that I interviewed for it was Jennifer. And she's this source that I really like. She's actually been on the pod before, but she has really interesting insights that intersect nutrition and the beauty space. And one thing that we talked about in my phone call with her was this idea that if you are getting in these aesthetic treatments that are regulating your body's natural collagen and elastin production, for example, something like Softwave or a laser or something that naturally just boosts your collagen, like a peptide treatment, et cetera, et cetera. Your body can't optimize that production if you're not giving your body the raw materials for those. And if you don't have those raw materials, like the amino acids, et cetera, then your skin can't actually go through what it needs to do to create that more supple dermal layer. And I thought this was really interesting and a really interesting take on getting aesthetic treatments. Because for example, this year I got Softwave, which is an ultrasound treatment that works in your subdermal layer and it's supposed to increase collagen production. And it's super effective. It was Honestly, it was fairly painful, but I really liked the results. But I, I was thinking about it, and especially after I was talking with Jenny, is after my treatment and even leading up to my treatment, I really should have been prioritizing my diet in a way that my body was going to be flooded with what it needs to actually produce collagen. For example, those amino acids or antioxidants like vitamin C and E, which are a vital part of the collagen synthesis process. And I just thought it was really interesting and a really fascinating way to look at the skincare at your skincare. And I've been thinking about it broadly. It's If I'm using a retinol, which upregulates your collagen production, is it really worth it if I'm not actually supplementing my body with the protein it needs to create collagen? Or if I'm so worried about um, supporting my skin barrier topically, how helpful is that if I'm not eating a lot of healthy fatty acids or things that can upregulate my ceramide production or if I'm eating or drinking something that's ultimately going to deplete those in my body. And it's stuff that we know instinctively, but when she and I talked about it, it really did. It made me hone in on, the, on this idea that if I'm going to be doing all these things in my skincare routine, then I really do need to be supplying my body with the tools it needs to actually create them. Otherwise, you're not really getting the bang for your buck. And as Jenny said in the interview that I did with her, is these things are really expensive. So if you're gonna shell out the money for it, then you kind of want to go the extra steps and make sure you're, that you're getting your money's worth. Totally. It reminds me, I recently I got a lymphatic drainage massage and the practitioner told me don't drink alcohol or eat inflammatory foods tonight just as your body's detoxing and I had a, a birthday dinner that night for a friend and I'm like okay I'm about to go drink a bunch of wine so this you know this probably wasn't the best timing and it makes total sense I don't think we should be like too crazy about it because I think we should enjoy socializing and whatnot but it makes total sense if you're gonna spend all this money for treatments like maybe plan it in a way where you really are gonna focus on these things for a while and it is empowering that what really supplements these treatments are the basics of just eating well and exercising your body and moving more so 
it is empowering. Yeah, for sure. It just made me realize that I had more control in my hands than perhaps I realized, which I always like having more control in my life, right? (laughs) Yeah. I think the wellness industry too needs to realize that just because people I know are like obsessed with cold plunging and saunaing. If you eat junk food that day or even the rest of the week, what are you doing? You need the basics. Yeah, exactly. So we cannot talk about 2023 and recap 2023 without discussing our favorite products. Alex, what were some of your favorite products this year that you tried? Oh my God. I have some like solid favorites. Quite shockingly, they're all makeup or nail or perfume. Mm -hmm. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm very much a skincare girly. And after skincare, I'm a hair care girly. Definitely at the bottom of the list is usually makeup. But man, there were some really great makeup products released this year. The first one that I have to shout out is the Victoria Beckham Beauty Fast Lash Mascara. This mascara just feels like luxury in a tube. And I do not say that lightly. It just goes on so smooth. It goes on like silk. It is so densely pigmented. It does not flake. It comes in this gorgeous glass vial case that can be recycled, which is lovely. Love that. And it just feels so decadent when you apply it. Truly, this thing just feels rich. And of course, it does have the price tag to come with it, as you might expect from a product from Victoria Beckham. But I love it. And I have really high standards for my clean mascaras. So if this gets my stamp of approval, it's good. It is so good. Oh my God, I know. It's like heaven on earth. I really love it. Okay, the other thing that I really loved is the Tower 28 Swipe Serum Concealer. I feel like you and Hannah tried this before I ever did. And I heard you guys talking about it and it took me a while to call it in. I think I was just going through a stock of concealers that I had naturally. And and so I, you know, I didn't need to call any, any in. But then a few months after it launched, I got it. And I am so mad at myself for waiting as long as I did. I fell for this so hard. I think it has the most soft, hydrating formula. It has this like seamless blendability. A little goes a long way. You really do not need a lot. And it just feels really good when you apply. It almost has this like cooling, refreshing sensation. And I really do think that probably just comes from like the brush of hydration. But I adored it. What did you think of it? It's fantastic. I'm obsessed with it. I feel like I rarely use the same formula for my under eyes and to cover blemishes because I want like a thicker formula usually for blemishes just to dry out the skin a little bit. But this one I use for both. It's truly amazing. I'm so glad that you like it. Yeah, I am. Again, I'm so mad that I waited so long on it. Okay. And then the last thing that I want to highlight is Love by Essie. It is their clean nail polish line. It came out over the summer. It's like the formula is 80% plant-based. It's eight-free, vegan, et cetera, et cetera. It has a ton of just like really great wearable shades. The one that I get so many compliments on is this like really gorgeous cherry red. It has like a slightly orange undertone to it. So it's, but not too orange where it gets to be a coral. It's just like this like really vibrant, red. It's called Lust for Life. It's to die for. I get so many compliments on it when I wear it. And the Manny lasts like a really long time. The nail polish that I have been wearing basically since it launched over the summer because I just, I took all of them home with me. 
and I've just been giving myself some manicures at home. And I'm just really impressed. I shouldn't be surprised. Essie makes amazing nail polishes. And now I'm just really excited that they have a clean formula that I can enjoy. I'm such a fan. Okay. I love it. Jamie, your turn. Okay. So my picks also have a bit of a theme and they're all skincare. It's has like a plumping theme. <laughs> First up is this Ourself Eye Serum, which I know you and I both are obsessed with. Um, for. It's because I know you and I both deal with dark circles genetically. And I truly didn't believe that an eye cream could do that much to treat my dark circles just because they are genetic. And the skin under my eyes is just really super, super thin, which is why the blood vessels can easily show through, which is what makes their shadows appear. But this serum has a really innovative skin plumping technology that actually makes the skin appear plumper over time. And so when the skin underneath my eyes gets plumper, it equals less shadows just because the blood vessels aren't as visible through the thin yeah. skin. And it's truly amazing. It also, I have really sensitive eyes and a lot of eye creams can make them feel itchy throughout the day. This one absolutely does not. So if you have sensitive skin, it's it's also really thin. And so I apply it all around my orbital bone, like even up to my brow bone, honestly. And it just sinks right in. It's amazing. And I think my under eyes really drink it up. They love it. I too am such a fan of this product. I'm on my second bottle. I feel lucky that I have multiple bottles because it is not cheap, but oh my God, is it worth every penny? Yeah, I think so. Just because if you do deal with dark circles, you know that there's not a lot that can actually yeah. help brighten them naturally. So it is a lot of money. I do want to caveat by saying that, but I think it is worth it for sure. The next two, they're both lip plumpers. I think the lip plumping market just really exploded this year with really cool, innovative formulas. The first one is by Dr. Dennis Gross. This one is it's not inconspicuous as like putting a lip oil or a lip gloss in your bag. It's a little more clinical looking almost like it It looks sure. like a little syringe, but it obviously doesn't have needles. But it contains four molecular weights of hyaluronic acid, which helps attract water to each layer of the lip skin. And then it also has a, a peptide blend that also helps stimulate collagen and just gives the lips an overall firmer appearance. And then it also includes Sika and other skin soothers to help heal chapped lips and protect the skin from environmental aggressors, which can also make lips appear dry, dull, thin, etc. And I've talked to a few other editors about this one. I personally, I have not received filler in my lips, but from talking to people who have, they say that it really mimics the look and feel of that. And for me, my lips just instantly look so much fuller and more vibrant. Like even the color looks more bright after a few minutes. And I don't even need any additional lip oil, lip gloss. It does have a slight tingle when I use it, but that goes away after about a minute. And then it just looks like a lip oil. I, I really love it. And then the next lip plumper is from the Inky List. And this one is super budget friendly and it's really gentle. So the Dr. Dennis Gross, I think, would be a bit more tingly, like a traditional lip plumper. But this one almost feels just like a lip oil. You, can, you can't really even tell that you have it on. But it subtly increases your lip volume over time, again, with a peptide complex. And also it has these filling spheres that deliver hyaluronic acid 
within the layers of the lip skin. So both of them have these like innovative delivery systems that can usher hyaluronic acid into the lips. This one, I do apply it like three to five, probably even seven times a day to my lips. I really just have it on my desk and just whenever I want to apply like a lip oil or a lip balm, I grab for it. And I think you do have to use it a lot to see the results, but it really works. Like over time, I need to take a picture of my lips before and after a few weeks and show everyone just because it really is wild. So I think if you're looking for a subtle plump over time, this is the perfect one for you. It also, as I mentioned, is super budget friendly. But if you're looking for a more immediate sort of plump, I would go with the Dr. Dennis Gross. But both are wonderful. I trust your opinion on lip plumpers implicitly. You test lip plumpers to the T, Jamie. Didn't you do a story about it this year? I did. I did like a fun little editor's audit on the best lip plumpers. And both of these were included as well as the Ourself one, which I didn't talk about, but I love. And yeah, I feel like the market is just, it's so sophisticated these days and it really works. I need to get on this train. I feel like I haven't really given the modern lip plumper as much of a due diligence as I need to. Okay, then the last thing that I want to talk about from 2023 is our favorite stories or trends that we worked on. We reported on a lot of super interesting things over the past year. And I just wanted to ask you, what was the thing that you loved working on most? What trend or article was your favorite of 2023? Yeah. So you know that I love an ingredient report and a trend report. And I wrote back in the summer kind of a state of the union on skin firming topical ingredients. So things like peptides and epidermal growth factors and exosomes, just because the space has really evolved over the past year. But I think a lot of people are still really confused about which ingredients they should reach for or if these ingredients really work topically. And that's fair because I think that there are a lot of products out there that don't actually deliver on their claims. But I talked to a bunch of experts on what you should look for in a skin firming topical and how these new innovations can really produce results when you use them topically, even without any other sort of more invasive treatments to firm the skin. And I think a lot of derms use these in their practice as well for aftercare and recovery um, to supplement the effects of more invasive treatments. But even if someone wanted to use them on their own, I think they do carry a lot of weight. So That was a really fun story to report on. And I learned a lot and I loved it. How about you? First, I want to say I loved that story. I thought it was so interesting. The one that I liked the most was this report I did on the concept of resilient skin. And resiliency, I think, is something that I think interests a lot of people in the well-being space. I think the idea of resilience and what resilience means and how do you build resilience, I think it's just like something naturally that the more wellness enthusiast side of the world pursues. And I think the idea of having resilient skin, I think it's just this really lovely concept. And I like it so much because it allows for imperfections without demonizing the skin. It allows for the idea that some days you're going to have dark circles and that's because you didn't sleep well. Or some days you're going to have flare-ups or blemishes and that's because you're going through a stressful period. And that doesn't mean that your skin is inherently unhealthy or whatever you want to call it. It just means that your skin is showing you that your body is in a moment 
of duress or your body needs additional care in some way. And I think that's a really interesting concept to digest and live with and to look at yourself through the lens through because resiliency is this thing that allows us to actually, I think what I'll say to end why I love it so much is a quote that I got from a physician and I've been thinking about this quote a lot and I love it so much. So I'll just share it right now. It's the idea that resiliency and health is not the absence of sickness or it's not the absence of illness or disease. It is the body's ability to bend without breaking. And I think that's just a really beautiful way to look at health within the context of the full body or the skin. And anyway, I just, I really enjoyed writing that story. I enjoyed reporting that on that story. I enjoyed talking to Dr. Larry Weiss, who was one of the sources that I used for it. And I just think it's a a story that really encapsulates a lot of my own internal beliefs about health and wellness and skincare. Yeah, I love that story too. And I think it's beautiful that we've gone so far as an industry to describe skin, we used to say words like poreless or flawless and resilience just feels like such a more holistic way to view it. And as you said, such a beautiful way to view it. So I love that. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to 2024. I want to talk about what we are excited about, what we're looking forward to and what we're doing ourselves. Okay, what is your beauty resolution? I have two, and one is more wellness-focused, but I think it fits here. I am doing a one-week experiment of no processed foods. And let me tell you, this is a difficult task. It is not easy, people, if you want to do it. I will make sure to share my results, but I think it's hard because there's a lot of things that you don't realize. I don't want to demonize processed foods because I have oat milk in my coffee, and that's processed, and that's fine. I'm just doing this as an experiment to see what how I feel and what my skin looks like just for reporting purposes. I'm a journalist. That being said, I wouldn't say it's a resolution, but it's just an experiment I'm doing. Time will tell if I end up reducing some processed foods in my diet for the long haul or not. I'm giving myself grace here. But the more beauty related one is I really want to have more fun with makeup this year. I know you mentioned that you yourself are not a makeup girly. I feel like I am a makeup girly, but I usually resort to a more minimal makeup look, like very bronzy and glowy and dewy and natural leaning. I will throw on a metallic liner if I'm feeling crazy, but that's about it. And I really just want to have more fun. I want to do more graphic eye looks, some bold lips. I recently wrote about colorful lashes for our holiday glam series, and I think I'm going to continue to do that trend a lot more. Yeah, I really just want to be more artistic with my makeup looks this year. I love that. You are such a makeup girly in this like very understated way. So now I want you to be overstated. (laughs) Yeah. Put it all out there. Our assistant beauty editor, Hannah Fry, she's my inspo. She always has a stunning face beat on. So I'm going to channel her this year. Yeah. She is such a makeup girly as well. You guys can riff off each other and come up with fun (laughs) makeup looks. I'm excited to see them in, in our meetings. Okay. So for me, 2024 is the year I actually figure out how to deal with my rosacea. This is a very hefty resolution that I've given myself. So we'll see if I actually am able to tackle it. Obviously, rosacea is a chronic condition, so you can never truly get rid of it. It's something that you just manage. But... I am really dedicating myself over the next 
few months to really hone in on what my triggers are, what I can do to be better supporting my skin, and what are some exciting, maybe innovative things to try. So for example, I'm going to experiment with cutting coffee and alcohol, which is pretty wild, not for the entire year, but I do think these are two of my biggest triggers just from looking at my skin after a night out of drinking or after a week where I've perhaps gone overboard on coffee. I want to do a little bit of an elimination situation and see how my skin responds. And then that way I at least have that piece of information that if I go without alcohol or coffee, then my skin would perhaps be less red. And it's not to say that I would stick to that forever. I love alcohol and coffee. I think they add a lot of joy to people's lives. And again, I don't demonize them at all. However, I just think like knowledge is power and understanding your skin is really important. I think there are times in your life where it's like good to experiment with stuff like this. So I'm going to experiment with cutting those out for a while in the new year. And then the other thing that I want to try is, and this may come as a shock to you, Jamie, but... This idea of Botox for redness. In our last episode, we talked about new uses of Botox and using Botox outside of the means for wrinkle prevention. And Dr. Karen Campbell, she's this derm out of San Francisco. She is actually using Botox off-label for rosacea reduction. And I think that is super fascinating. So I may actually tap into her and see if I can get her insights on that and maybe go to her or if there's somebody in New York who practices that, I may try it. That is so fascinating. I support you on this journey. You have to tell me about it. I'm so curious. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I may be just as red at the end of 2024 as when I started and that will be okay. But I would love to be at least have my skin a little bit more calmer and under control. So looking forward to 2024, there's a lot of fun beauty trends on the horizon. I'm curious, Alex, what beauty trend do you suspect will be big this year? Okay, this is something that we touched about in the wellness trends episodes, but I just want to re-highlight it here. It's this idea of muscle balance and posture. I do think it's going to really emerge in the beauty space. And it's all born out of this idea that people are much more aware of asymmetries now than they ever have been before. That is thanks to TikTok filters, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, there is no topical solution that is going to fix asymmetries. Asymmetries can only be treated with filler, Botox, or surgery. Other than that, beauty has no answers. Those are very cost prohibitive and not everybody wants to go down those routes. Outside of that, what you can do is you can work on your muscle balance and you can work on posture. Posture is hugely important for overall asymmetries and even ones that happen on your face. So I feel like you are going to see this emerging interest in how our posture plays a role in our facial asymmetries and facial aging. So that is my prediction. What do you have? So let me back up to 2023 when you actually wrote in our 2023 Being Trends that community-based beauty spaces like spas and bathhouses and just overall 
wellness oases that are popping up would help us meet this growing demand for connection and beauty people would meet and find these third spaces. And we definitely saw that ring true. I feel like a ton of community spaces have been popping up all over the city. And now I predict that brands want in on the action as we've seen a lot of these bathhouse inspired beauty products like certain body care rituals and luxurious bath oils and things of that nature to culminate in this bathhouse beauty trend. And I actually, I wrote about this on the site and we can link to it on the show notes, but there's a new brand called Nera and it's inspired by hammam spas and Mediterranean bathing culture as a whole. And it has an exfoliating foam, a body oil, and even a microbiome friendly exfoliating glove, which is super cool. And so they like explicitly said that they're inspired by bathing culture and bathhouse beauty. So I think brands like that are really going to become huge this year. But also Youth to the People just came out with a new body care collection consisting of luxurious scrubs and butters and body washes. So it seems like everyone wants in on this action and people want to take the bathhouse home, if you will, and just really transform their bathrooms into a spa. I think we're going to see a lot of bathhouse-inspired beauty this year. Well, that trend very much excites me. I personally love a bathhouse, so any time that I can recreate that experience at home, I'll take it. I know. You gave me the best advice, which was to go to Air Ancient Baths in Tribeca and then go to Chinatown to <gasps> Deluxe Greenbow and get dumplings. And I've I can't even count how many times I've done that now. It's the best day That makes ever. me so happy, Jamie. Shut up. Oh my God. Yes. It, it truly is the best though, is it not? It is. I also just love taking a bath at home. I know that's a controversial statement in my New York City rented apartment, but I do love a bath. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't take a bath in my apartment. I could, but my bath is like not comfortable, so... I applaud anybody who has a comfortable enough bath to take one. Oh, the last thing I want to ask you, Jamie, is what are you looking forward to in 2024? This can be like a treatment or a product or a routine. What are you itching to try? Something I'm itching to try, but I'm terrified to try is IV drips. I have heard people just wax poetic about the benefits of these. Some people I know took like an energy drip before fashion week and they had such a better experience. But I'm just such a wimp with needles that I don't know if I can do it, but I I really want to. I want to try like a an energy one or just like an overall hydration one, but I will definitely be bringing my Lisa Goodman emotional support skin wand to distract myself from the needle by vibrating my skin. Amazing tie back to the beginning of the app, Jamie. You really <laughs> just know how to wrap it all up. <laughs> and just goes to show that I truly take it with me everywhere. Everything I'm nervous about, I'm like, I need my little face massager. I don't know what that says about me. But anyway, what are you trying? Okay. I'm about to say something that is wild, but I've never gotten a brow treatment. I've really only gotten my brows professionally done like once or twice in my life. We have so many brow experts who I love and adore. And I'm not even particularly like precious about my brows. It's not as if I have these like amazing brows that no one can touch. I actually have like really thin and sparse and not great brows. So I desperately do need help on my brows and would very much benefit from seeing a professional regularly or just a professional in general. However, I just have this holdup about adding something else and like 
another treatment or another thing that I have to do or another appointment that I have to make. I just, I can't bring myself to add it into my repertoire. And so I just, I really have not got down that route. However, you sing the praises of brow tints, and then you also got a baby brow lamination, which looked incredible. And it's got me thinking, maybe it's time that I just, I let somebody do something to these little brows that I have because they need help. And we have some pretty great sources at our disposal. So I, that's what I'm doing in 2024. It's a boring one because I feel like anybody's listening is probably like, girl, just go get your brows done. But I don't know. I have this weird hang up about it, but I'm breaking it. I'm breaking that hang up. Yeah. I mean, as someone who gets a brow tint every six weeks, it's actually been a minute. I need to make another appointment. It really transforms the look of my brows. I have really blonde brows naturally, so it really transforms my face. But it also just picks up, you know, I'm telling this to someone who's literally written about this, but it really picks up the little baby hairs that you don't see above and below the brows. So I can't wait to see them. Yeah. When I'm back in New York, I'm booking myself something. Joey Healy, if you're listening, it will probably be you. I was going to ask who you're going to go to. I love Joey. Yeah, yeah it's probably Joey. Okay, this was so much fun. Thank you for joining me on our annual tradition. I love it. I look forward to it every year. I love being here. All right, everybody. Have a great 2024. And I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at Mind Buddy Green, you can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com, follow us on social media, and of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.